This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. I will share with you today is one of those, what I call unusual topics, but I, 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 I pray as the, uh, you listen, uh, God will give us understanding. And, and um, my the title of the message, I will give the title of the message in two batches. I will give the first half and I will give the second half later. So the first half of the title is What If? What If? Life is full of many what ifs. Uh, much more so in these uncertain times. Uh, if we're going to be sincere with ourselves, so many what ifs. So many what ifs. And as I said, such suppositions are not unusual in times like this. All those that testify of their jobs today, some probably will say, what if I didn't get it? <laughs> it must have come up, unless they won't tell us. And I'm sure they will, you know. If I one of them will state it clearly, I hope I've made the right decision. I hope I've not overstepped. What if it didn't turn out the way I thought? Many in times like this as well, practically most of us will relate to that, a bit of a cough and fever, you know what I'm talking about. What if? God <laughs> oh, is faithful, hallelujah. Ah, what if? What if? And, and this what if, especially in, the times of, in terms of health, they are usually the poor view or the exclusive area of medical professionals or medical personnel. You know, everything they tend to bring out what we call the differential diagnosis. You know, for everything, there are a list of things it could be and then start eliminating. Except for occasionally Google doctors, we know one or two, <laughs> who also will try and uh, play the doctor by doing um, all the what ifs. The truth of the matter is that it's part of life, amen? Um, we tend to hide it. We can't deny it. The only thing is that how can we deal with it? Amen. Um, how many will tell us how to deal with your what if is just um, do the opposite and just say, what if he succeeds? So I'm going for an interview. Ay, God, what if I don't get this job? And people will say, no, 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 no. You just flip it around. What if I get it? Okay. I won't completely say no, but you are just on 50-50. agree with me. 50% chance of success is not very high, believe you me. Uh, so I don't think the answer of psychologists and motivational speakers is the answer we are looking for. Uh, we, we, if the only answer you have to what if is that what if I succeed and, and it's not what if I fail, you, are, you, are still, you have not moved. But I know there's a Bible answer to it. Somehow the Bible you know, will, will get us to go beyond the, you know, this is the way we do it, isn't it? I say, I was interviewed, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you won't say that anymore. <laughs> the Lord will bat confidence in us. And there's something that he will need to do that will take us there. Many have started giving up on hope. So I've waited for so long. And it shall be no more. Yes, we can get to the place that we can call a place of assurance. The Bible speaks a lot about that. 
If you start with uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, which is a global one for everybody, he said, for I'm persuaded, that's Apostle Paul writing by the help of the Holy Spirit, I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other create, created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I am persuaded, I'm confident, I'm sure, I'm convinced it's possible to say that and you know what by the special grace of God we shall be saying it more often because a work can be done in our life 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 let me just give you a few Bible verses along that line of being that we can be at that level and what will take us there we shall know in a moment for 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 for this reason I also suffer these things nevertheless I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart with full assurance, not partial assurance, of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Oh, don't think I'm going to talk to you about faith today. No, 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 no. Because we get afraid of, I don't have the faith. I do too. If God is going to wait for my faith, to be honest, because that's why I say if you have a faith as what? As small as what? It's a mustard seed. So if God were to wait for your faith and wait for my faith, do you believe these things? The man said, Lord, I believe. Do what? Help my unbelief. So don't switch off yet. I'm going to talk to you as something a little bit easier that will get you at night to the point of being fully persuaded and all our what ifs will begin to disappear. Hallelujah. Let me take one more Bible passage for you before we go on. I've got quite a few here. But let me just say Romans chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Romans 8, 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So if you start from that, if God, you can say, what if God? What if God? Because it has been, what if, it, I don't get it, what if it is that thing I'm not expecting? What if eventually things don't happen? But if we move on from the what if of situation to what if of the sovereign himself, it makes a world of difference. You move closer to certainty than otherwise. Somebody listening to me. And the walking of God is able to do it. So the man says, now then, what shall we say to these things? What if God, what about if God is for us? There's a rhetorical question. It says what? Who can be against us? But what is it predicated on? Listen carefully now. Who did not spare his own son, but delivered him, for, delivered him up for us all? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things. Did you get that? That is, if God is for us, who can be against? You got that now. What if God? But why am I saying that? Because I know that at a time he did not spare his son. He gave him for us. We all know that. You are born again. You know he gave your, his gifts and son for you. Do you know that? If you don't know that before the end of the service, the spirit of conviction will come upon you. We know what it means. He said, if God is for us, nothing can be against us. Because before, before, you know what we mean? We talk like that. 
before, before, he has given his son to us, then if he did give his son to us, then he can freely give us what? All things. So your, your what ifs begin to be subsumed in the what if God. And once it is what if God, then what am I basing it upon? It's a little bit not as straightforward as you are probably thinking. I'll get, take a step further. So let's dissect that now. Truth of the matter is, and somebody listening to me, but what if God says, I'm not going to agree with you? I will be very sincere with you today. I'm not. It's, it's one of the most difficult. Uh, well, don't try to say it on the pulpit all the time. But it's one of the most difficult sermons I've, I've, I've prepared, sincerely. One of the most difficult. Because when the Lord just gave me, if God, I say, if God. And I've been on this for so many days. Um, you don't want to know the time I woke up today. You know, my wife was waking me up very early. I said, ah, don't, don't forget. I've woken up long. Well, don't even try. <laughs> what I need now is sleep. It's not wake up. <laughs> you know? And so, I said, Lord, this thing must be authentic. And the authenticity of it is that even when you are not hearing, but what about when God says the other way? Isn't it? Uh-huh. Because, listen carefully to me, whatever what if God says must hold. Whether God says yes, it must hold. Whether God says no, it must hold. There are occasions, definitely you will say, God has said no. Am I not correct? And so you're not going home with half-baked ideas today. We are in it together. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Whatever is doing, everyone is doing everyone together. And the truth of the matter is truly and indeed. But there's almost one catch. What is the preponderant slant of God? Don't mind. They are not big. Sorry, I'm sorry. What, what is the constant slant of God? What is the bend of God towards you and I? And that's what I call the mercy set. The mercy test. If you look carefully... Wherever you answer this question, the dealings of God with you till today, is it based on mercy or vengeance? Mercy. Are you sure? Everybody, yes, are you sure? I'm talking about definitely you are sure. Yes, Irrespective of what you are going through or what you have been through. What is the bend of God towards, is it mercy or vengeance? Yes. Uh, if it is mercy, that is what verse 32 of Romans chapter 8 is saying. That there is that any time you are talking about what if God, remember that the default mode of God is mercy. And if the default mode of God is mercy, rest assured. And if you continue to key into that mercy, it is very, very unlikely that what you trust God for will not happen. I'll make a few points if I have the time to do that for us. So to make it easy for you, the month of February is going to be our month of mercy. That makes sense. For 28 days in February, 5.30, we keep it short and sharp. We gather together and do the usual. Cry for mercy. And I don't see the reason. Do you know that's, that's only one prayer I've never seen? I didn't finish my search because after I've done the concordance search, I'll then try and do a little bit of commentary search. Some people that have interpreted some part, they finally do an internet search because a lot of materials on the internet. Does God, has God ever refused a cry for mercy? So that is, that is, that is, I, I'm still, still studying that. So please, hopefully by the end of the month, I will be able to give you a definitive answer. So far, I've not found. So you cannot say there is no gold in the world until you have searched everywhere. And the only place I need to search, ah, Lord. Give us grace to bring Bible back again. I want to say Bible. This is Bible, okay. And the only place I can search is the Bible. You know what I mean. Yes. Uh-huh. So, I've never, 
heart, anybody asked God for mercy and God did not respond. So this is the sweetest, easiest prayer to pray. You thank God for praise. Ah, we must praise God. Amen. Because the issue with mercy is that is that when we're approaching God for, for when we're approaching God with praise, we must come with clean hands. Because we shall send unto the hills of the Lord that has a clean as a pure, as clean as possible. At least the blood of Jesus must wash you. Occasionally our minds play some guilty games upon us. And, but when we are coming for mercy, you don't need to come with anything. <laughs> So, it's not your purpose. Because inbuilt into that, your cry for mercy is the sense that you are not even complete. So, it's going to be a good right for us. Hallelujah. And the Lord, we bless it upon us like never before. Because of our time, I just quickly go to, I can return on to, we have, a, we have a whole month to dissect this issue of mercy. I've got a few things I've written down about mercy. But what I'm saying is that what if God, any time, any situation you are going to remember what if God. And the first thing that should come to your mind is that what if God will show me mercy. And if he shows you mercy, the matter is done. I mean, I have so many things about this issue of you trying to fix it yourself. Three points very quickly about mercy. Number one, God's appearance in a situation is predicated on his mercy. He is in your life and situation purely on the basis of mercy. He will never allow you to take anything without acknowledging it is just by mercy. He will never allow you. I was sharing with somebody before. A lot of my word, you know, I have, thank God, you know, biological, spiritual children, all wonderful relationship. And I was sharing with one before. And, you know, you know, person has been doing very well, followed the Lord as best as possible, been chased, been okay, and was grumbling and moaning and complaining. What is all this counting for? With all the, 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 the I've, I've tried my best, I've done that. And I didn't know without any gentleness at all. I was very hard on this person. I said, never in your life. Go to God on the basis of what you think you've done. Never in your life, ever. I, I couldn't believe. Thank God it made an impact. Thank God eventually the person harking onto that. I must have repented and I said, no more, Lord. Nobody can receive anything. Nobody. nobody no apostle. No prophet. It's only by mercy. Anybody that tells you that I don't listen to them. And anybody, anything that is telling you within you and say that this man is preaching heresy, rebuke it in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm, I'm as strong as that. We cannot. What why did Jesus die for? What did he die for? Am I suggesting that you live your life carelessly far from it? I mean, if you're a true, if you're a true seeker of mercy, the same spirit will cause you to do what is right. So let's get that right. Is that okay? Because after all, it's been written here in Exodus 33, 17 to 19. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked for. I look favorably on you. I'm reading from New Living Translation. And I know you by name. Exodus 33, I should be on verse 18. Now Moses responded, then show me your glorious presence. That's what I started with. That God in your life and your situation is based on his mercy. So Moses was asking, show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will call out my name Yahweh before you. For I will show mercy to anyone I choose. And I will show compassion to anyone I choose. Talk of a righteous man walking with God. Fasting 40 days without water or food. After you have done 40 hours without water and food, you can come back to me. 40 days. Pure man. He came back from the mountain. His face was shining. God said, all your righteousness is like filthy rats before me. He said, it's my mercy that will make me to appear to you. When you are sleeping, say, Lord, thank you for mercy. 
When you wake up, say, Lord, thank you for mercy. When you're about to get behind the steering, I say, Lord, I need mercy. I know some of you, you drive better than, it's no longer Schumacher now, than um, uh, Louis now. Mm. We don't know whether they drive better, they drive on the track. Uh, when we say we drive better, I don't say amen to that, because if you're driving on uh, express like that, you, you know, you, you, some lights, will, they will take a portrait of you. So even when you are driving, when you are driving, say, Lord, show me mercy. How many things have we escaped? We have a whole month to talk about it. It's, it's, it's a sweet topic to me, amen? Because it's, it's, it's stress-free. <laughs> mercy is stress-free. Just throw yourself at the hand of God. And the man repeated it again in Romans chapter 9, verses 15 and 16. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whomever I will. So then it is not of him who wills, not of, not of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. Number two point very quickly. The knowledge of the mercies of God is the great antidote to all our fears. The knowledge of the mercies of God is the great antidote to all our fears. You know, we fear, and our, our fears are always based on our inability, our vulnerability, our unworthiness. And we do that because we don't factor in God's mercy. If we factor in God's mercy, then it's not going to be just based on your ability. It's not just going to be based on your security, you know, whatever you built. It's not going to be based on how worthy you are. It will just be based on his mercy. Because that's Psalm 23, verses 4 and verse 6. Psalm 23, verses 4 and verse 6. New, New King's James Version. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, okay, I will fear no evil. You can see the word fear there, can you? And But the man, he said, he will not fear. For you are with me. You are still following me, isn't it? Your rod and your staff, they do what? They comfort me. Why? Because surely, what? Goodness and uh shall follow me. That's the reason it was not fearing. Because he was aware that goodness and mercy will follow him all the days of his life, on half our lives, and we shall do in the house of the Lord. Finally, the mercy of God is inexhaustible. Straightforward point, you know that. The mercy of God is inexhaustible. You will still hear more of that. Psalms 106 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good for his mercy. Endures forever. You know? The opposing conditions we face cannot stretch the mercy of God to breaking point. We hope to look into how far you can stretch the mercy of God. Your mistakes and missed opportunities cannot stop the mercies of God from flowing as long as you know what real mercy is. When we finish on Wednesday, I quoted the Bible verse. Many of you remember the topic for Wednesday was the necessity of the word of God. You remember? And we had wonderful contributions, people saying quite a few things and beautiful. And then, you know, and, and, and we were talking about the word of God, and we, the, one of the questions we raised was that some people, they run from the word of God because the word of God can show them up. They say, look, this area of your life, I mean, you start reading things like uh, 1 Corinthians um, chapter, chapter 9, verse 6, sorry, please, uh, chapter 9, verse 6, and, and a few things like that, you, you, you start getting worried and say, this is me, or Revelation chapter 21, all liars and all the rest of that. And then we started quoting, and I said, well, even in spite of what you think, God has prepared that all shall be well with you. And then we quoted Jude chapter 1, verse 24. You remember very clearly, you know, out of many verses that encourage our heart to know that God is not out to get you. And when I read Open Heavens, the following, those of you that were open, I saw it. 
When Adijil was given an example of when he started his journey as a believer, many people backslid. And he too, he considered the what if. Because if, 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 your, if your possibility or chance of getting to heaven is 50-50, it's not good enough. We must get to a point in which in the law we are confident because, and the, the elderly man said, well, until then God showed him from Jude chapter 1 verse 24. I think I should have it here to, um, to make it easy. Jude 1 24, yes. He said, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before, he is, uh, before the presence of his glory with exceeding, he is able to keep you from stumbling. And so, what am I talking about? The mercy of God is all-encompassing and you will experience it this time around. Heavens are open, amen. amen. Stretch out and God of mercy is here and you will enjoy yours in Jesus' name. Never, never, never forget, we've mentioned that many times, you should know it by now. I mean, when I stumbled on that in the Bible, my mind just got blown. That the seat and the throne of God that he gave unto Moses as a replica of the seat in heaven it's not the seat of power. It's here or not that you have the seat of power. It's not the seat of love. It is what? Mercy seat. He said, and I will speak to you from the mercy seat. And make sure the mercy seat is upon the law. And if those that have enjoyed mercy, there's a way they walk closer to God. Jump on your feet. Let's call for mercy right now. Hallelujah. God of mercy is in the house. God of mercy is ready. Beyond your efforts. Will you try? You better try. Beyond your labor. Oh, will you walk? You better walk. But if you don't remember mercy, God will wait until you are wise enough to say it's only by mercy. All the gift you have. Of course, I know you work hard. Because God put it in your heart to work hard. I know you labor. It's because God gave you a mind that is responsive unto doing the right thing. Cry out and say, mercy, mercy of God. Mercy of God today. And what if... And so the final part of our title should now be, what if I found the response of mercy? So that's the full, full title. What if, what is the response? Mercy. What if dash the response of mercy? Oh Lord, we thank you. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' marvelous name we have prayed. And so Father, we thank you. Oh, our hearts are filled with joy, with expectation. Because mercy brought us this fight, mercy will take us home. So, Lord, help us, we pray. Pray, prep and prepare and soften the heart of all your children that we may look up unto you. What if, what if God? But we know that if you will, we can put percentage on it. Definitely it can't be 50-50. It might be 100 to 0 for some. It can be 90 to 10. By their experience, it's always, in fact, all of us always be mercy that has been the slant. We are going for it again. Let it be so concerning us. And I pray, Lord, at the end of this month, we shall have a troll of testimonies as we have never had before. Our community shall be affected. Jesus shall be glorified. And our joy shall be full. Thank you, eternal rock of ages. Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. All right, so while, while we just get our offerings ready to celebrate the goodness of the Lord, um, they will give us a lot of time to bring whatever, because today is the last day of the 21 days of Thanksgiving. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. 
You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.